Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. Before I introduce my guest, I have some really exciting news to share. I am now officially part of the Taste of Reality podcast network, which will be hosting my podcast on their site starting now. If you go to realityofreality.com, it will take you to my webpage on Taste of Reality. Once you get on the page, you can listen to all my podcasts on your computer and look at the links and the show notes. There's a lot of other fun stuff on Taste of Reality website you can explore, including the store where, drumroll please, you can buy Reality of Reality swag. Yes, that's real. I've got tote bags, mugs, notebooks, stickers, even a water bottle. It's really crazy, but I'm so excited about all of it. In short order, this will also include advertisers coming on board so we can make the brand even bigger. And as always, thank you guys so much for your support. If you haven't gone to the iTunes store and rated my podcast, please go to Reality of Reality on iTunes. Give me a five-star rating if you can and write a short review too. That really helps. And I'm very, very grateful to every person who does that. So I am here today with Erin Martin from Pink Shade with Erin Martin, a fabulous podcast on the Taste of Reality Network, which is my network as well. So we are sister networks. Well, no, we're sister podcasts. And Erin is a fantastic podcaster. She's also a brilliant writer. She does recaps of shows like 90 Day Fiance and Love After Lockup. She, Erin, you know, I live for your writing. It's just, it makes me cry. I laugh so hard. Oh, and 90 Day Fiance. Hello. That's like your bread and butter, right? Yeah. I mean, I've just gotten in so deep with 90 Day. I don't know how I'm ever going to get out, but I'm okay with being in deep right now. I'm in it. I'm staying. And uh, I feel like it has taken over my life in a lot of ways. Well, that's because there's like 15 iterations of it. I had to leave. I had to literally just jump out of the game because I couldn't take it anymore. (laughs) It was too much. I'm like, I have a life to lead. I watch so much TV. That was taking up 99% of it. You, you know, can't, just, you can't do anything else when you're, you have to be in a committed monogamous relationship with 90 day fiance is what I've well, realized. I mean, and it's hard because I don't want to be, I still want to watch. I'd still watch all of my housewives. I cover them way less now, although I'm going to be covering New Jersey every other week with, um, Brandon Alvarado, our mutual friend. Yes. And, oh, good. Yeah, I love that. It, He loves Jersey. So we're going to do that. And I cover, you know, I cover the housewives on the Jenny McCarthy show every week too, but 90 day takes up so much time. It's just, it's so rich in storyline to me though. It really is. I know it's a, it's a really low rent, low brow show for a lot of reasons, but it's amazing. Yeah. It has rich storylines. Yeah. Right. When I was watching it, I said, there's nothing else like this. This show is brilliant, but I got to say, and I've told Jason this at TLC, my friend, that they're not doing themselves any favors by the way that the DVR stacks up, because I don't know what the hell I'm watching. Am I watching a three hour, two hour extended, not extended spinoff? Like it's honestly, it got me so confused. I, I mean, that was one of the reasons I gave up. So I think they need Thank to you for telling them that. I really yeah. appreciate oh, I, that you gave them that work, feedback because help. everyone complains about this. They're like, what am I watching? Why do I have 12 shows? My husband is even like, <laughs> what are you watching on here? Like I need to record the game. I'm like, I don't know what they are. Just keep them. <laughs> Whatever it is, just in case, even if I watch it three times, the same show with a few extended scenes, it's worth it. All right. So let's catch up on a few housewife headlines and then we'll dig into, uh, to our franchises. Did you, uh, did you, ha ha ha. Of course you did see the announcement of real housewives of drum roll, please. Salt Lake city. Yes, I did. That's, you know, I, 
I had heard a little bit of leaking before that. And so uh, I, I was kind of anticipating it. I had, I had seen it on, I don't know whose Facebook group or what kind of somewhat repost from Reddit or something, but someone said it's going to be Salt Lake. And I was like, mm, you know what? I think it probably will be because I can picture them wanting to get a group of people who are both thirsty for fame and don't <laughs> know the fame game yet. Do you know what I mean? Ooh, it's ooh. kind of like a Potomac. Because yeah. I feel like that's what we've been really crying out for, people who don't produce themselves. And I think Salt Lake City is the home of, like, many mommy bloggers and Instagram influencers, which is... Yes. I I think I follow a few of them. They're very... They look like Stepford Wives in, like, a really freaky, yes. could-be-cool-for-TV way. I know. But for me, being a TLC, WeTV diehard also, I'm like... <laughs> my dream would be like sister wife housewives like someone on there being a sister wife would be my dream crossover yeah i, I know like it's not gonna, gonna happen that. i feel like it will why because of the network crossover do, thing do you think they would actually have sister wives as a couple of the be, housewives no sorry let me clarify i don't okay. think it would be the sister wives like the actual ones but i feel no, like no, they're no. gonna throw in a sister wife like uh, That's what I mean. Polygamy. Yes. Yeah. No, I do. I think they're going to go. Like, why else would they do it? Who cares about Salt Lake? Sorry, everybody. I, know, I mean, right. I, well, I, I mean, I, I just felt like that would be the reason. I've heard Salt Lake is a really cool place. I, I, it's been 20 years since I, I sound like the lady on the Titanic at the end of the movie, but it's been 20 <laughs> years since I drove through Salt Lake City. And I don't remember doing anything there except going to like a, just a really cheesy, you know, mm-hmm. brewery or something. But it's a really I beautiful think, city. No, I think no, it's I a think beautiful it's city. I think there's a lot of money. I think there's hidden gems in every city that people kind of discount. I mean, Madison, where I live, is a really vibrant, cool city, but nobody would ever be like, let's film a show there for the whole nation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I think I you, like you can Lake find that anywhere. Yeah. No, I, I feel, I mean, other than Texas, uh, Dallas, which we'll get into, I don't feel like there is a housewives sort of in those crossover, flyover red states. That, so I think that's really smart. I'm just curious. Do you know who's who's producing it? I haven't really deep dived on it yet. Like, no, is it one girl. of these? It, yeah, we need to find you out. You gotta let me know. Yes, I, will I, let you I know trust you. With that, that yeah, that will inform like what I think the sensibility will be, and I'm very curious. So, uh, so you can tell I've done my homework because I'm asking you to produce the show. So we're doing well. Listen, it's been a long. It's week. great. I trust uh, yeah. you to find out who produces it, why yes. it's happening, where okay. it's going, how they cast it, and then you can trust me to just like rip on it. Right, you know, right. your recap. For sure. That's For pretty sure. much my only skill. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, you've got many skills. You're you're a woman of, of brilliance when it comes to trash TV, and that's a huge skill, honey. Come on. <laughs> um, and then the other big housewives news is that Kelly Dodd is engaged to my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He is. You know, I told you that funny thing that he and I made out like 20 years ago on a street corner in New York. Rick okay, you, you did not tell me this story in person <laughs> or over Skype or anything. I saw it posted. I saw uh, Shelly, my Facebook moderator, say, Eliza, are you going to talk about the fact that you dated him? And you're like, it wasn't really dating. And no. I'm like, what happened? What's going on here? No, it wasn't even like half a date or a quarter of a date. It was like, so I worked at Fox News way back in the day when they first launched. So don't give me shit, people. Um, and Rick, obviously, has been there <laughs> since day one. And like, Rick is like a silver fox. And back then, he was... You know, I mean, we called him Big Nose. I'm not going to lie because he does have an enormous nose, but he was also super foxy, which he still is. And he's a huge flirt, huge flirt. And he's like, I mean, I don't want to say womanizer. So like, this is not like, oh, you know, lucky me. Like, I think it's like literally whoever's in front of him. And uh, I was in my 20s and uh, we were all at a party. It was like, a, I don't want to say it was a Fox party, but maybe it was. 
and we were all drunk and I don't know, we were flirting. We end up outside on the street making out and like, it wasn't like, you know, let's, uh, what's your number? It was like, and then we just left. Those were like the days where things like that would just happen. It wasn't like, right. it's going to necessarily lead to anything. It just was that. <laughs> so, right. It wasn't like, what's your family dynamic? What are your no. values? Let's plan a relationship. <laughs> no, there's nothing like that. No, I love no, that no, you no. got there first. You were boots on the ground first before <laughs> Kelly Dodd ever entered that zone. Yeah. And here's the scary part, Erin, and I know you're going to agree with me. This is going to be the most explosive breakup in the history of any franchise. Like, I am terrified. First of all, I don't want, I'm saying breakups. I don't know that it's going to make it to marriage to get to the divorce. But if it does, I'm, I'm using breakup in a wide, you know, wide range. Like, it could be a divorce. It could be just a breakup. But don't you agree it's going to involve, like, rabbit boiling on both sides? They're both cuckoo. I, I agree. I totally agree. And I love me some Kelly Dodd on my TV, but I also love a love. good Lifetime movie. And she is a walking, talking Lifetime movie. Like she will burn your shit down. Oh, yeah. she, will, she will blow your SUV up when you turn the key. Like she is that woman. And so 100%. I just picture the 100% Lifetime movie ending happening at some point in her life. And her from prison also being interviewed kind of in the, the last couple of frames of the movie going, I'm not sorry. No, I don't know a thing. Have you ever heard Amy Phillips in a, uh, imitate her? She does the like, I'm sorry. Oh, actually, wait, I'm not sorry. Like how she changes her mind every five seconds. She's perfectly encapsulates her. By the way, but the craziest part is like, he is equally crazy. So it's not like he's just some like dumbass who's just getting like snowed by her. Like they will go crazy for crazy. And that's what's going to be so glorious about it. It's like, right. he, she it's not, go- it's going to be a shit show. Totally. I agree. She will go full Betty Broderick and he will go <laughs> Betty Broderick's husband on her and like totally. have her arrested and like totally 100%. ruin her reputation. They will be the ultimate. It'll be really bad. And I really hope a lot of it is filmed somewhere, oh, somehow. Yeah. Something, somewhere, somehow. Because that's God, who I, I am. I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, look. I and mean, of course, all that is to say we wish them the best, right? We do. <laughs> <laughs> Mazel. Yes, we wish Mazel, you the best. You two crazy that- kids. <laughs> Don't murder anyone, just, but it's not Yeah. I feel like I'm not going to get my invite to that wedding now. Damn it. Okay. I was so close. I was so close. Uh, but I do, it, to agree with you, I really love me some Kelly Dodd. So why don't we just start there? Why don't we start with OC and Kelly? So it's so funny watching her relationship with the bizarro Brian Lee. <laughs> It's like the weirdest person on the face of the earth. Is he not? He, Dr. Brian? He, his Picasso face and like the, yes. the eyes aren't where they're supposed to be. No. It's really a problem just looking at him. And I'm like, you're supposed to be on here promoting all the things you can do for people. Like physician, heal thyself. You know, so I know that's below the belt, but he really rubs me the wrong way personality wise. The fact that he's living below her in that apartment. <laughs> under the floorboards really creeps me out. I mean, it's just, the whole thing is wrong. It's really weird. But he's so thirsty. I feel like he cooked that up. Like, I feel like he has a totally normal house somewhere and he could, I know that he lives somewhere else or whatever, but he, I feel like he cooked up that idea for the show because he knew it would be like a good, like thing that we'd be talking about. Right. He's so thirsty. 
Yeah, he definitely did. And he definitely gave her a lot of free work so that she would promote it on her much larger platform than he'll ever have. You know, and it's just the whole thing is really creepy. It's so beneath her in a way that I mean, I know we just talked about how like lunatic she is and how (laughs) she's just going to destroy every relationship she's in. But this one is actually beneath her. I I agree. But it also is bizarre. Like, I know Kelly likes money and she's kind of even been open about her gold digging ways. But I mean, she also is into sex and she's into that. So, like, I don't I mean, there's no way she's attracted to him. I'm sorry. There's no way. There's no No. way. No. No, this is almost like a U.S. to U.S. version of 90 Day Fiance. Like she's, <laughs> she like, she, oh my God, that's the best. That is the best. She doesn't need a green card, but she just needs some like <laughs> zhuzhing up in the off in the plastic surgery office. So she's like, okay, fine. I'll give you like three hand jobs, you know, but I don't think they're actually having some really explosive sex life or even a relationship. No, it's not. They could not be more awkward around each other. There's like zero current running through them. And you would have thought that Kelly's mom, Jolie, would have stepped in to stop this, right? I mean, she's been doing such a good job of raising Kelly, Jolie. Oh, my God, for real. I know. (laughs) This is like she would say, put her foot down on this one and say, Mom, you can't do this. Girl, I look at Jolie and, you know, just to not to bring it down or anything, but I know a thing or two about the adult children of dysfunctional families groups. And yeah. that girl is already an adult child. Oh, like when you, no. when you see a really mature child who has their shit together with a crazy parent, it's usually <laughs> because of like just intense trauma. Oh, and I hate God. to even laugh about it because I it's just I a real know. thing. But there can be you can go one of, you know, many directions. And one of the big themes of being kind of you know, a daughter or son of a mom like Kelly Dodd is being mature way beyond your years and being the caretaker. And also your parent being the center of your universe in terms of worrying about them more than you do yourself. And that's just what I see. And it's really sad, actually. Oh, no, we all see it. And it's very depressing because actually Jolie is this beautiful, adorable, sparkly little girl who's like going to not enough therapy in the world is going to help. It's just she's so beyond and Oh, it breaks my heart because she's she's around my she's a little older than our well, your daughter. Oh no, your daughter's younger than mine. Your daughter ten? My daughter's gonna be ten. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, so she's a little younger, I, yeah. But it's like you just want them to be silly and goofy and make their own yes. mistakes. And you don't you don't want to be sitting on a bench with your daughter being like, No, I don't do cocaine. <laughs> I mean, like, can you believe these women are saying it's like, no, you want your daughter to be complaining about shit, you know, and you kind of talking to them about how life isn't always going to be that crazy. Instead, Kelly's the example of life is always going to be that crazy. <laughs> you're always going to have Guaranteed. really trite, ridiculous public problems. And you're going to uh, also be the root of all of your problems. And so it's just so sad. But <laughs> they're entertaining together in their scenes. They seem like they have a fun time, which is I'm sure they have a very close relationship, but there's a lot of stuff there for a therapist down the road. Yes. So much. But I agree. They do. It is like there's a sweetness about it. And like, that's that's why I think I love Kelly so much. And I think you agree. Like, she keeps us on our toes. Like, well, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, she's so awful. But like, I still like it's like Tamara's so awful and I despise her. Like, Kelly can be so awful. but Like, I still love her because. I don't think she truly means it because she's so damaged and she's actually got like a sweetness and a vulnerability vulnerability about her that makes yes. her so endearing because I think she's just totally cuckoo and you just can't help but love her. Whereas Tamara's just an evil bitch. I totally agree. It, it, to me, Kelly Dodd is the, 
uh, more loud-mouthed, obnoxious version of Sonia Morgan. She has a vulnerability to her that just gives you, it just hooks you and you just can't help it. Even when she's being a wacko and she's saying (laughs) terrible things about people and she's making awful decisions and she's not maybe being the best mom in the world. You're just like, yeah, but you know what? She doesn't mean to. She's trying and she she comes around again and she keeps showing up and good for her. There is something about her and she, that's the perfect housewives, um, combo, right? When you have that vulnerability, yet you're willing to kind of lash out irrationally as well. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, no, it, it, it's, the, I mean, she that. literally is the perfect housewife. And it's interesting yeah. that you compared her to Sonia because I don't even think Sonia, the drunkest she's ever been, like any of that, I don't think in a million years could she access like some of the shit that Kelly says. Like, I just don't think she has it in her. Do you know what I mean? Not like, at to, all. Not like, at she all. Wouldn't even, I she wouldn't even the vulnerability. Know, Right, right. She has the vulnerability. Yeah. Um, okay. no, but you're so, right, well, Sonia. I'm sorry to interrupt, but Sonia no, does no, not no. have that um, like inner need to just destroy people because she's yeah, hurt. Exactly. She'll mostly just like fall off her chair and hurt herself. You know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> her oh, knees God, will dying. buckle. God, I can't wait for New York. Okay. So I feel like we're on like this daughter mother theme of OC. There was like Sean and Bronwyn bringing one of their 14 kids to college. Uh, who the fuck cares? I, I mean, do you care? I, I don't care. I don't. I, I really am not here for Bronwyn at all. I, nothing about Bronwyn. I'm not, I'm not excited. I'm not excited no. about anyone who has like that many kids. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> this is me being judgy, but it uh, feels that's why we're very, here, that's why we're here. yeah, that's why we're here. That's why they pay us the no bucks, but <laughs> it's like, she, she's really trying to make a name for herself and she doesn't know who she is. She's a classic example of someone who doesn't know who she is. She's like, am I the miss? Am I the like cool? Like, uh, you know, I cheat on my husband, but I put it out there. I'm really honest. And then I'm yeah. also like the uber mom who, you know, just loves, loves, loves having children. I'm also the really troubled daughter of like a whack job mom who that mom of hers triggers me in ways that I didn't know I could be triggered Elisa. Oh my God, Aaron, you know what? It's bad. The only person, the only person who triggers me ever on that level is Lydia. Remember Lydia? For some reason, I don't know why Lydia, Lydia made my blood boil in a way that I still don't understand. Like the level to which I despise her. That's exactly how I feel with Dr. Deb. But even Dr. Deb maybe triggers me more because she's so nefarious. Like, Lydia's just a fucking idiot. Dr. Deb is evil. 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 The only thing that would make Dr. Deb worse is if she had that (laughs) secondary quality that Lydia then has of being like, now let's do a prayer circle. Because that then (laughs) triggers me to another completely different level. Like, I can't handle when Vicky starts bringing up Jesus and Tamara does too. I'm like, stop. I I will actually, like start punching walls if you guys do this because it's so maddening to me. Yeah. I have to say Dr. Deb does make me feel like when I'm just like, why Bronwyn? Why do I, why you, there's something about Dr. Deb that gives Bronwyn humanity that makes me love her, which is, I know strange to say, because I don't really have that much emotion for her overall, but the fact that someone had to live with that mother and still has to, makes me want to hug Bronwyn also because she's so tiny. I, right, I know. <laughs> she's I know. so little. I was like, come here, kid. I know. I'm like, I need to see the vagina. I don't believe all those kids came out of her, but allegedly they did. So, but her mom, Dr. Deb, I agree with you. She <laughs> triggers me, but gives Bronwyn 
a little bit more, um, I guess I have more sympathy for her when I see yeah. her with her mom. She's like, mom, remember when you used to like, just drop me off at grandpa's and like, wouldn't come over and she'd be like, oh, you're fine. Look over there. There's a bee. The bees need to come <laughs> back. The bees are leaving. I'm like, oh my oh, God, this woman needs to I be know. slapped I, so far. Pushed off that mount, pushed off that cliff that they were on. Um, totally. What's your take or do you have a take on Sean and Brahman's relationship? I usually have such good hot takes on those kinds of relationships. And I have to say, like, I have the one take, which is she's 100% gay, which she's basically admitted. And they met early and maybe she didn't really understand her sexuality then. But like, what's he doing? And like, those pictures from college kind of said it all, at least in a visual way. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. <laughs> but like, what's his angle? Like, who is he and what does he want? You know, like, I, 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 I please explain it to me. I'm confused. Does he want just to raise kids who make him famous? Maybe because they, they both know that was really... happening. Like this That's was a long true. journey. Like I said to, I don't know if you listen to my Alex Baskin um, podcast, but I said to him I like, the room... yeah. So I said like the rumors that like Bronwyn's been kind of like grooming herself for OC for a long time. And then I kind of caught myself and was like, made fun of myself for saying like, Oh, okay. So she, that's why she had seven kids to get on the show. Like, but maybe she did. Like, is this her long, is this their long plan? And like, they, I mean, this show's been on the air for 10 years or more that, you know, most of those kids were made in 10 years. Like, has this been their long plan? Are they geniuses? What's going on? He, like, well, I don't know. He's very strange in that. I don't think he really is giving us any realness either. Or maybe he isn't. No. He's just that vanilla. He's got the, the weird, <laughs> the statement necklaces alone that he wears. I mean, he's wearing a statement necklace almost every single scene and in the interviews. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. And it's not normal. It's not normal. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the, uh, his version of the puka shell necklace in college totally. or something, you know, like totally. you always wear it. You, it says something about you that you don't necessarily want it to say about you. And he seems <laughs> like he's just always there to kind of talk to her on a, on a, Hey pal, how you doing level? You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. But don't forget they're having hot sex. Right. Right. And I, I feel like they, the fact that they need to talk about that and that weird apartment that is decorated like an oh, early yeah. version of, Oh my God, what's that store? Anthropology. It looks like an yeah. early anthropology in there. And she's like, my friend did all of this. And I'm like, oh don't God. mention your friend's name. If your friend ever wants to work again, like this is never, awesome. I got a sneak peek of next week's. I watched next week's episode and they had this party there. Oh my God. It's so good. No. It's, it's really crazy, like really crazy. And like, uh, it's a whole other level, but anyway, all right. So you don't really understand Sean and Bronwyn is what you're saying. I don't, I really right. don't understand them. I can't relate to them at all. I can't. <laughs> Why not? You know, I, it's like so weird because, you know, you can usually relate to something about yes, anyone. Right, so right. You can always pull something out. Even the craziest person, you're like, well, yes. I kind of get that one emotion or, oh my God, I totally have a relationship like that with my cousin or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really get anything about her, her attraction to Tamrat. I don't get, <laughs> I don't get her going on and on about her wild sex life yet wanting to have all of these kids and be kind of like mother earthy. The old, I guess the thing I can relate to going back to her mom is like her pain and her relationship with her mom. That is maybe the only thing, but there's not enough for me there. Like I'm, I would be okay <laughs> if I never saw her again. A hundred percent. Yeah, I know. I know. She's super irritating. All right. So super. let's briefly um, get on, get on Shannon. So what's your take on Shannon this season and whatever her storyline is? I mean, I got to I'll just tell you, she's annoying me. I, I got to be honest, but she looks fabulous. Uh, thank you for saying that. She's completely annoying me. I feel like Shannon is um, 
what Dorinda can kind of become in a bad season. Someone yeah. who we loved and someone who who we were doing all the catchphrases and we loved them <laughs> because they were over the top. And then all of a sudden they discovered that about themselves right. and became a little bit too annoying with it. Like Shannon being, I just can't with her, her interviews when she's always repeating a question and then answering it. Like, do I want to be friends with her? Well, yeah, I do. Am I upset that she's talking behind my back? Well, yes, I am. I'm like, please stop. Please no. stop with that. No. Oh, God, my voice is too low this morning, but it's like and the her way wanting to be. Yeah, uh, fun uh, Shannon. Like fun she Shannon wants to be, needs to go. Uh, uh, she's fun not fun Shannon. No. Fun no. Shannon is still miserable Shannon, and that's okay. Like, we're okay with miserable Shannon. Just don't try to be fun. Trace Amigas. Like, stop. Just stop. The Trace Amigas is really cringeworthy. It's like nerd alert. Like it's yeah. not, it's not <laughs> happening. You know what I mean? And no one's like buying it. Like nobody likes it or cares about it. Literally <laughs> nobody. Not even Andy Cohen is like on board. He's just like, stop it. Stop it, ladies. All right. So Tamra, I love telling her Tamra. Tamra and Ryan. Here's my, here's my take on Ryan. I mean, I, I can't go down this whole rabbit hole with Ryan because he's a Trumper and all that stuff. So it just, it's a, it's a trigger for me. And I did not feel any sympathy for him, but I did feel a little for Tamara in that scene as a mom. I'm sorry, kill me. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. She's genuinely think, tore her yeah. apart. And, and you can't. I think the mom stuff is always it. relatable. Mom stuff is yeah, always relatable. Exactly. Your mother. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, uh, she's raised just this a mass person. Shooter. She's raised a mass shooter. Let's be honest. You know what? I got to tell you. Uh -huh. I mean, he like, he literally he not only psychologically fits the profile. He looks. Like if you looked up a mass shooter, if you Googled it, image, Google imaged it, he will come up. Like, I'm sorry. I hope I don't get I know. sued. But no, I know. Girl, no, I just did actually a Patreon episode me. about this, how I had a student write about shooting this whole, this whole school. Anyway, oh it's my on my Pinkshade Patreon. It's a, I, as a high school teacher, you do recognize certain profiles, and sometimes you don't at all. But yeah. Ryan, to me, would be someone who we'd all be sitting around a table going, okay, so who knows about his home life? Like, what's happening right. here? Right. Are there uh, weapons in the home? Like, who's so his girlfriend? Cool. How many people has he gotten pregnant this year? Like, he's totally that kid we would be just kind yes. of like... Making sure we all touch base about. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm just saying. It's not funny. There's nothing funny about it. It's just awful. It's awful. We be touching base. That's we all. We be okay. touching base about Ryan. Now, yeah. Ryan complaining about his really hard life, oh, though, we all, we all have struggles. Everyone has their story. But it is like, you cannot do this, Ryan, on national TV and not be dragged Talking yeah. about how you have it so rough. No one prepared you. You could have go to college. I'm like, fuck off I with agree. that. I kind of agreed with Eddie coming in hot on it. He's like, grow the fuck up, dude. Like, he know, know. Eddie has no time for that serial killer. I mean, sorry. For, for Ryan. I got to stop. I got to stop. Like, Eddie has no time. And, like, I'm not usually, I have no feelings about Eddie. But, like, I was just like, wow, Eddie, that was harsh. And then I was like, wait, I think I agree with Eddie. I think Eddie might be a match for Sean. Like oh, Tamara they... <laughs> and Bronwyn are to each other. Like this I is like the SFP. Yeah. Yes. So Tamara is to Bronwyn as Eddie is to Sean. You're like, okay, I don't think they're gay, but they wear a lot of man jewelry and right. they really like working out and they are putting up <laughs> with their wives doing really weird things. They might. They could swap. They could perfect. swap partners. We know yeah. Tamara and Bronwyn are into mm -hmm. each other. It's perfect. Yeah. True. Uh, that's really funny. Although Eddie, unlike, I don't 
find Eddie thirsty like Sean. Like that might be hard for Sean that like Eddie doesn't care. That's true. That's true. Eddie's <laughs> thirst only comes out at parties when he wears like full red pleather suits and stuff. But other than that, he's pretty much like, yeah, whatever. Like no one's in my gym. I'm just over here working out. Yeah. Does he love Tamara? I feel like he does. And I don't understand why. Is that terrible? I feel like I feel like he does too. I think, uh, isn't his backstory that he kind of like has some abandonment issues. I feel like he's yes. one of these caretakers. He, Tamara is his uh, project. You know, he doesn't have kids of his own. She wow. is his whole world. He really loves her and wants to fix her trauma, you know, but she also, it, it's too much. I think it's too much for him. Yeah. However, he like, he doesn't have time for the whole Ryan stuff because he's like, you know what? I got enough on my hands. I'm dealing with Tamara. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me take him on too. <laughs> I did. This is my life now. Didn't go yeah, well I with can't... Simon. I'm not going to do it either. Okay. <laughs> like, don't keep dumping this guy on the stepdads. Nobody wants him. Nobody wants him. <laughs> oh my God. He better not know where I live. Cause I am like, I have a target on my head right now. He's um, really, really unlikable. I do feel for his pain. Again, everyone's got their own pain, but he, right. him being on Twitter and being like trans people should just kill themselves. I mean, like, exactly. He, exactly. You know what? It's like, you just can't come back from that. No, you, you know? can. Exactly. Like you can't help but feel bad for a depressed person, but not when they're such pieces of shit. So let's move on exactly. from Ryan. Let's yeah, get let's to another it. hot mess. Gina, 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 Gina. Oh my God. All right. So you may have heard me talk about this on other podcasts. Here's my take on Gina and the Matt situation. First of all, Gina annoys the shit out of me, but I am glad she's on the show because she does have an interesting storyline because I like dark shit. So for me, this is interesting. However, it's very dark to the extent that Matt is a coercive controller. He fits the profile. Everything that she says only beefs up my grave concern for her well-being. And in fact, in the scene with her parents on the bench in the playground, she actually says, I'm afraid. And then she catches herself and she goes, well, I'm not afraid. And she, and she says, and I quote, he won't let me go gracefully. I'm sorry. Is that not from like the Nicole Brown Simpson diary of how OJ acted with her? And now that we know that there was domestic abuse there, like I am terrified for Gina, terrified. I'm terrified for her as well. And I'm so glad that she has a camera crew following her life. Yeah, that is her right. saving grace right now. Oh, the fact right. that she has cameras filming her because most women do not. And wow. most of this shit can just happen on the DL and you don't know until it's too late. Maybe your parents know a little bit, but you don't even tell your family everything. I 100%. I'm getting so heated. I got to take off my fleece. I mean, like I it's like I'm sweating right now. I'm so mad because you're totally right. And I have been saying it all along. It's very difficult for us because Gina came on the show lying, right? And so like a lot of people oh, yeah. do, but she came like, oh, we're fine. He's just living over here and like, you know, whatever. And right. everything's good. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, she actually is dealing with an abuser who cheated on her, who has been controlling her for possibly years, who her yep. parents are very close to her, I think, because they protect her. They're really trying to protect her, you know, in a way that they can't always do. And but it's hard for us as the viewer because we don't know him. We have never even seen him speak to her. We've never seen them interact. Like yeah. I can really get into like Joe and Teresa's relationship on New Jersey as toxic as it is. It's like, right. I know, I know them. <laughs> yes. I, know I totally them. agree. I've been raised with that. I've raised myself on this trash. Like I know how they work. I know how they talk to each other. I've seen them have babies together. But Gina, it's hard for me to judge anything except for like the story of Matt. And the story of Matt that we're getting and how she's acting is that 100% coercive controller. But we don't know because we've never even seen him. Right. I mean, all I know is that. And the police you know, report. <laughs> and a what? 
and the police report. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's really kind of all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, it's just a mess. And it, and it upsets me. It actually legitimately upsets me. And I, and I am scared for her and I wish her well because she's not a bad person. So last but not she's least, being was... horrible, though. can I ask you this before yeah, you move yeah, on? Cause I have to know what you think. Do you think she is being in turn horrible to Emily because she's in so much pain and she just wants to like make sure she stays on the show. Cause I think she's yeah. being a terrible friend. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. Emily. Okay. I love Emily. She's actually the only one probably of any of the franchises that I actually like. I mean, she's got her issues too, but it's really hard not to like Emily. And, I- and I do feel that she wears her vulnerability on her sleeve and yeah, Gina's being an asshole, but I do think it's what you said. I do think it's just part of her. Like, okay, now like, I was in, you know, jeopardy of like not coming back on the show because I didn't share anything. And now like I need to be a good housewife and like really stir up shit because she's manipulating shit all over the place, backstabbing everybody, getting into the middle of this Shannon Tamara drama. Like she is like, okay, I'm going to earn my orange this season. Gina has been losing it all season, including getting the hideous makeover that everyone has been talking about and fully just walking around looking like that still. Like she hasn't even <laughs> reacted to the commentary in a way that like, mm, I'll, I'm going to reflect on this crazy hairdo and uh, maybe not color it bleach white, like the killers in a movie. You know what I mean? Like the albino killer in like an old okay, 80s wait, movie. Aaron, this is really fucking weird. Sorry. Okay. Hold on. I think it's recording on two now. So I think we're fine. Hold on. Let's you can just pick up from wherever and yeah. then we can just okay, like wrap no, we're it up. Good. We're okay. good. Sorry, that was really weird. I don't know what happened. There. No, so, I know. So I think I, I think I'm good. I think we um, I think we're good. So we can just. I, I don't need to redo that part because I think I got just it move on. Time. Yeah. 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 Where <laughs> <everybody> go <laughs> next? Like move on from okay. Gina's hair. Okay. So last but not least on OC, um, do we care about this Tamara Shannon drama? I'm just like I don't care. I'm, I'm over it. I don't know. It just seems only- like Tamara's mm-hmm. an asshole, and let's all move on. I know the only thing I would care about is seeing Shannon discover the real truth of how Shannon or how Tamara yes. is just so hideous yeah. and awful, she, but she doesn't want to see it. She does not. Want she to doesn't. See it. I mean, this woman lived with David for how long? Like she <laughs> <Exactly>. is. <laughs> who's who also, I mean, I will never hashtag never forget. We can never get over those <laughs> naked pictures of him and his thirsty how girlfriend. Aaron, I mean, Aaron, I was uh-uh. not happy that you posted it. And now I'm not <laughs> happy. You're bringing it up. You have to stop. I literally get physically nauseous. Like you just triggered. Like, I feel like I need to go to the bathroom and throw up. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> I don't think the black socks no, on. No, she's got, so and she's got like, sweatpants at her, at her feet. I could not be more <laughs> grossed out by anything on this planet. Nothing. I know it is really beyond. I mean, Andy Andy Cohen did make it his jack hole of the day, which I, know, I was very was happy to see. Because people were passing so it around the and then pictures. other people were like, Oh my god, this is inappropriate. Don't repost it. I'm like, she posted it. No one stole this oh, from yeah, her exactly. camera. Are you kidding me? But my question is like, did they set up the phone like all the way over by a tree or was someone with them? Like, who took the pictures? That was the weirdest part to me. Because that person deserves therapy, a trophy, a dinner out, a gift certificate to a spot. Like that person is- Maybe they were blind. Maybe they were just blind. Please let it be a timer on a phone. But who, I mean, him and his like white ass standing there with his black (laughs) socks and her with her sweatpants around her ankles. I have never seen such a thing. It was, you know, to me, I live for that kind of post though. I'm like- 
this, this piece, <laughs> they, because I've always hated David. I, I've hated oh, his oh, guests. As opposed to all of us who have loved him? <laughs> no, but I mean, it, doesn't it make you just like feel so good when somebody just acts like a public asshole in that like grand way and posts yeah. the white butt photo? Because you're like, oh, good. Now we, now we really like, see you. Yeah. She needs those moments. Like she deserves them. She serves that photo. She, she totally no, no, deserves like it. in a good way, right? Like she needs yes, to be in like, a good way. Oh, good. He's going to be humiliated. This is great. Like he, she needs some revenge. I like it. <laughs> he revenge porned himself. It's <laughs> <laughs> only David Bedore can do. Oh my god! It's almost as good as his funeral, his fake funeral. I can't. All right, let's move on to Jersey. How are we feeling about the season so far? I think we're like three episodes in. About yeah, we're three episodes in. This this week is number four. I'm going to cover it next week on my podcast with Brandon for Thanksgiving. We're going to do a special Thanksgiving episode, (laughs) and we're going to cover everything so far. For me, I am. I've always had a little candle in the window that I keep lit for New Jersey. I've never quit, even during the dark years (laughs) of the twins and everything. I I I so bailed on the twins. Don't even know who they are. Wouldn't even know who they are. I I knew my Casey. I watch I I every reunion. I watch every reunion just so I know what's up. But no, I skipped those seasons. Those were bad. It was it was my very favorite season early, early on in my housewives watching career. And so okay. I just always felt the need to stick with it. It's kind of I like my it. husband. My husband still roots for the Milwaukee Bucks. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like that same thing. I just feel <laughs> totally. like I, I, get I, just it. Have to watch, I have to watch the games. I have to watch the playoffs. Yeah. I have to. <laughs> yeah. so, but, but last season, I was like two fist pumps in the air every single week because I thought it's back bitches. It's back. Like it's so good again. And this season I'm really hoping they can continue with it, but I, I don't know what to think yet. I like Dolores on the show. I love Margaret. I love Margaret. I think she is the best addition to New Jersey. She's the best casting since Dorinda on New York to me. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. They remind each other. Yeah, and I love that Teresa is delusional and will never understand her own problems and really doesn't even have the brain capacity to do it because she will just keep being that same person. Do you know what I mean? And I, I'm interested in watching that. Other people hate her for it. And I'm like, you know what? I, I think this is like fascinating human behavior that you can literally go to jail, your husband go to prison, get deported, and you still do not reflect on anything. That's no, wild. She has to me. It, she's, it, it's fa- I mean, the fact that she said without any self-awareness Oh my God! But you saying the prostitution thing isn't right when she said to Mar? What's her saying to Mar? To Margaret about Danielle? You saying the prostitution thing isn't right? I'm like, okay, cue the first season clip of prostitution horror. This is amazing. Exactly. I, I, it's, she's amazing. She's she's, she's a true amazing. <laughs> she never changes. She's just like no. a goldfish. She just swims around that castle. It's new every <laughs> single time. She's like, what is that? She is so bizarre to watch. And for me, I, I love it because I find it highly entertaining. She also is going to be like constantly with Melissa, like, you're not loyal to me. Our daughters <laughs> need to be friends. We need to be loyal to the family. I mean, so she is just... She's just that person. I want to see her go to Italy. I want to see her try not to sleep <laughs> with Joe, who she really <laughs> does not want to sleep with anymore. No, no. They're not. Word on the together. street. Word on the street. Uh, a rumor that I cannot reveal the source for, but it's highly reputable, is that before she went, her biggest fear was that she would have to have sex with him. Oh, that doesn't surprise me in the least. She hates him. She does hates not. Him. She's done. She's done. Yeah. But her like old school mentality, I think yeah. that she divorce him for quite a while. 
Well, also, we need to drag the storyline out. I mean, what else does she have? This is her, yeah, this that's is true. her weight and gold here. So, yeah. That's true. Ew, gross. Okay, that grossed me out. Um, I know. Now, <laughs> and Melania... he is looking like real crazy now that he lost weight. Oh, yeah, no, he, look, he looks crazy. He makes me laugh. Like, he's such a joke of a person, but still, like, his existence makes me laugh. I can't help it. Like, it's just him wearing orange on that interview for Watch What Happens. I'm like, I love it. I fucking love it. <laughs> he's like, what so are you going to do? I don't know. Dumbest. Yeah, they're just the dumbest people. And the fact that they have Gia, who's like a Rhodes Scholar compared to them. All their kids seem to be like beautiful. I mean, there's Melania, but like they just seem like like, like good kids. You know what I mean? It's kind of amazing. I have a, I have a theory that the oh, camera Oh, yeah, someone crew, else is raising them. <laughs> the camera crew has stepped in and like slid raised them paperback <laughs> novels and, you know, had like really kind of raised these kids to oh be better. God. Like hashtag be better oh my because God, there's like a they've been around them for so long I yeah i feel it. like there's like an underground bravo operation <laughs> right. going on and it's been going on for quite some time and we're now just seeing the fruits of that labor and i want to say oh good God. job crew because yeah. who did it Teresa didn't do it joe didn't do no. it no 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 there's no way there's no way yeah. <laughs> it's so funny so i mean dolores i agree she's very likable she's a sweetheart but i could care less about her storyline with frank i don't care if they're having sex i don't care if they're not having sex i don't care about the house i don't care about nothing i know i the only thing dolores is good for is when danielle comes and she's like yeah. welcome back scumbag i love that dolores <laughs> the, totally. like, the prison, she busts out the prison guard out. yeah <laughs> I love when she calls people scumbags. I'm like, that is set, that is the best word. It's so underutilized. Yeah. No, totally. To, she, I'm happy I love she's it. on the show. I just don't care about her storyline. But like, yeah, it's good to have her in the mix. And yeah. she's entertaining. And she definitely fits into the Jersey vibe. How do we feel about Jennifer and her new look? Talk about the thirstiest person on earth. She On uh, earth. Right? On earth. She does. I mean, her, I will okay, give her, her husband, the grown-up Eddie Munster, is so creepy. <laughs> but he, he is fully using her to advertise his entire 100%, business now. A hundred percent. And listen, it's working. I'm like, I will go to Jersey to get that lipo if I can look like her with that body. She looks banging. She looks great. She reminds me of trying to be like the Jersey version of Kim Zolciak being like, I don't want to work out. I just want to get lipo. I just want to go under the knife. I just want you to do that. And she can do it because she's married to a plastic surgeon. But yes. um Keep his, keeps it up. Like she could just the way, go and she, the way she's acting with the other cast members, like she, you could tell she's really she wants to be in really deep with Teresa, and she can be because she's like a mental midget too. So that's like a sweet <laughs> spot for her. She's not like you know she doesn't really want to talk about anything except for lipo. Yeah. And so Teresa is a good fit for her, but her going against Jackie and trying to do this whole war with the other oh, new girl from God. last year is too early. I think it's like too early on for that. I'm like, just like give it a couple episodes. Yeah, she's you know? doing the typical second season housewife bullshit, which uh, is like transforming her look. Like, okay, here are my marching orders. I'm going to be the, you know, I'm just like, oh, please stop. Please stop. She was much more fun when she kind of didn't know how to play the game and she was a little chubby. Like, I, I love a first season housewife and she just, she's really over the top this season. I don't think she's going to wear well at all, but I, having said I agree. That, and I really liked her last year, but you know what? I don't think she can really go toe to toe with Margaret either. I mean, Margaret calling her lips yeah. a monkey's asshole last year <laughs> was the pinnacle of everything we love about Margaret. Everything. And then immediately Jennifer's like bringing up, well, you cheated on your husband with your yeah. current husband. And I'm like, Jennifer, your husband is like 
three seconds away from revealing his 10 mistresses. So maybe no, you want to slow exactly. your goal. Oh my God. You're being conservative with that number. That's amazing. For yeah, real. A hundred percent. And the thing yeah. I love about Margaret, she does not get rattled. Like no. she just is so like Danielle's like, yeah, piece of shit cheating on Joe. And I mean, cheating on uh, John George or whatever, or like Jan. All the, you know, Marge is like, yeah, and you're a prostitute. Like, fuck yourself. You man fucks married men. Okay, see you later, sweetie. Like, I just love it. I love Margaret. She's so awesome. <laughs> She's amazing. She She's like, yeah. do you want a dinner roll? Do you want a doggy bag? Okay, bye. Bye, bitch. Like, she, yeah, does, totally. she keeps eating. You know, you know, you're a badass when you keep eating while you're fighting. Don't, exactly. She doesn't even stop eating, which Not I love. Phased. Not phased in nope. the least. Mm. And I'll tell you what, that whole scene at Dolores' house, which strangely, sidebar, like, what is that hat? This is like the plumber that can't fix the pipes. There were no rugs. It was like Ungapacha furniture, which is like nothing matched anything. It was, it felt, I was very confused by that house. I, I, I need to just put, put that out there. Like Dolores, like, do you need a decorator? What's happening? But anyway. No, exactly. Like, are you right? flipping this house right now? Like as we look yeah, at it? Yeah. And if you are, you need you? a better stager because this is bad. But anyway, the Danielle flashbacks never get old, like the crazy never. montage flashbacks. Um, but okay, lastly on Jersey, Jackie. Do you like her? Do you care about her? I don't know. Her relationship with Melissa irritates me. Like, I, I think I'm glad she's in it, but she does irritate me. I got to be honest. I think Jackie doesn't irritate me that much. I think Jackie's too smart. She's a writer. She <laughs> right. is too funny. She she doesn't she's a belong. Lawyer too. She yeah, a lawyer, she. Actually. Oh, I don't. Is she? Oh my god. I think she actually has a law degree. She is not supposed to be there. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, a weird like it's a weird fit. It's a weird fit. And it's, it's like, like kind of creepy that she was like really into the show before she joined. Oh. Like that always gets me weird gives me weird vibes. I like, like right. she it's was like, studying it. You and I like get obsessed with 90 day fiance, but then we're not going to like hook up <laughs> yeah. with the Nigerian on our Facebook page. Not you know so what I mean? Fact, just Jared, you don't know what I'm going to do. You don't, you don't know, know my life. Saying. You don't know my DM. <laughs> just watch, just watch. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> he loves that's exactly me. right. Exactly. Michael. It's it, that's right. That's right. It's just too studied. It's too a little off. I'm not into yeah. it. And I just feel like Melissa has no storyline. So like Jackie has to be there to give her a storyline. I don't know. It just irritates me. Well, and it's strange watching Melissa and Jackie fight. Cause I'm like, it's like watching a squirrel and a horse fight or something. Like they, they're not even Wait, the Melissa same species. Melissa and Jackie have fun? No, I'm sorry. Teresa and Jackie. Oh yeah. It's exactly. It's like intermixing of species. Completely. Right. It's like, it doesn't even make sense. Like Teresa's like, keep my name out of your mouth. And Jackie's yeah, like, like oh. yeah, they don't. Yeah, go ahead. Be, sorry, I was going to say, it, it would be like Teresa and like Heather Dubrow getting into it. <laughs> like, it would just be like, my head would explode. That would actually be unbelievable. Like, I would love to actually just see a normal conversation between the two. Can you imagine Heather Dubrow meeting Teresa and like how she, like, I, that would be amazing. Sorry. I don't I'm know why I just thought you, of that pairing. Bra BravoCon this weekend has kind of reinvigorated me into having, I've always had this dream and just Wait, let me you tell go? you. No, 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 no. I couldn't go. I did my event in Madison just last right. weekend. And then right. BravoCon tickets were just like crazy. I heard it I, was really expensive. Yeah, it was crazy. But anyway, it looked really fun. But when I see housewives all together in one place, it I've always, I've had this dream for, I want to say, over five years now. And you as a TV producer, tell me if I'm crazy. Okay. I feel like some kind of amazing race 
with yes. mashed up housewives pairs would I, be or survivor would even i mean a hundred percent or like a, like a race around but just like the u.s maybe because like don't give them other languages and stuff they can barely right. speak english but <laughs> like like no, a I agree. And Heather dubrow being on a yeah. team no, oh 100%. my like ramona and nini it yeah, would like just remember when they did that insane. table thing like when everyone had to fill in like their ideal table of like a mishmash of housewives yeah we need that as a show and how they haven't done it is beyond me because I feel like it would not dilute the brand. I mean, you have to do it as like a regular thing, but as like a one-off special or as like a limited series, I just feel like we would all be there for it. It would be fascinating. It'd be a social experiment. And that's amazing. The rating men, women, children, we would all watch. Because <laughs> exactly. I, I feel like you could get your husband, even if he doesn't watch Bravo with you. Like for me, I could probably get him to watch an amazing race type of show involving housewives. Because he doesn't really care who's on it. I would. <laughs> he would want to watch it for the race and for the challenges. Yeah. And I would yeah. want to watch it for them being like absolute idiots. You know, Absolutely. so it would be... I think it'd be amazing. So yeah, get on that. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm on it. Although I think it's been fits to millions. So for whatever reason, they're consciously not doing it. And I want to find yeah, out. I know. All right. Last yeah. but not least, let's just quickly cover the death march that is Real Housewives of Dallas. I feel like I am marching to a death of a series that will be already probably is canceled, but they haven't announced it yet because it yeah. is so bad. Like, does anyone think it's good this season? I got to ask what happened because it was good know. last season. I loved it. it. It was one of my favorites. Oh my God. It's like a designer that hit high and then just came out with like potato sack dresses the next year or something <laughs> really bad. It's, it's beyond like, yeah, I, I would watch anything. I'll watch all housewives. Like I said, right. I watched the bad year. I watched the bad years of Jersey, which I feel, I still feel like I should get some kind of award for. <laughs> Absolutely. But, this season of Dallas, Leanne has completely jumped the shark. When we talked about like Dorinda being self-aware in those moments or other, she is, she is the prime example of going way, way, way too far with all of that. You can tell she has she like. She chewed her own flashback package this past did. week. Was, I, know. I mean, which was kind of amazing actually. But literally she was like, I've had some crazy trips. Like I think she actually said like, cue the flashbacks. Yeah. She's like, roll the tape. Exactly. She's like, quoting her own lines. She's <laughs> just, she's marrying the eye patch guy and like oh writing those. God. You know, she wrote that text that they say he wrote to Yo, whoever. 100%. 100%. I don't I mean, and the, and the thing about Deandra and her mom is so, like, that's the riveting storyline that yes. everyone wants to know more about. Yes. And they're not giving us enough. They're not yeah. giving us enough dirt. Yeah, her dressing up as Mama D this week did not. I mean, that pathology runs so deep. But I gotta mm -hmm. say, like, it's so bad. The show is so bad that I think I've actually stopped caring about them too. And I was really into the two of them. And I'm like, you know what? Nothing. Don't care about Leanne and Deandra's riff. Don't care about Cameron. I mean, Cameron and the Stephanie storyline is the moment in, you know, Happy Days that Jump the Shark was invented for. Yes. Like, literally trying to make that storyline happen. Mm -hmm. With Stephanie crying about it, I was like, I, I, I can't do it. I can't, I'm done. I think I'm actually done. Well, and Cameron, who doesn't really understand how words are strung together, and she <laughs> she kind of has that tick where Girl. she remembers one word over and over again. She'll go, I'm not a surface friend. I didn't bash right. an adopted baby. And you're like, <laughs> nobody said any of those things. <laughs> But you yeah, only remember the bashing word. baby thing was great. Like I miss bashing baby stuff. That was good stuff. Bashing babies. This is but like, she... oh, this friendship thing. Nobody cares. We don't care. It's just horrible. Friends. 
I know. And bringing in Carrie, whatever, Carrie 2.0, horrible. She's horrible. Don't care about her wanting to divorce her husband. Don't care about any of it. Oh, she annoys me. I, I just, it's all a big mess. This, I think this week actually put the, put the nail in the coffin for me. Well, and didn't you, I mean, didn't you see the previews of Leanne calling Carrie like the Mexican, da da da, yeah. like the angry Mexican? I heard, did you hear these rumors? Leanne was like begging them, please don't air yes. that. It'll be the yes. death of me. And they were like, no, whatever. I mean, of course, if they have it, I'm <laughs> right. good for them to air it. Right. But I feel like it's because they're going to be like, and we're canceled. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Feels like that. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I have it on pretty good authority. The show's not coming back. I mean, the ratings, by the way, the rating, even when it was good, the ratings were shitty. So I'm not that surprised. And by the way, they brought up, they don't deserve another season. There will be no petition signed by any of us to keep it on the air. So they, they've signed their death knell and you know what? Shame on you ladies for making your own show fall apart. I agree. Totally agree. I don't, I don't know if they did it purposely or if they just have nothing, but whatever it is, I, I mean, you can tell I'm a little angry. I feel betrayed. I I feel betrayed. I know. It had a lot of potential. I think Leanne has done a lot to ruin it by being becoming yes, completely agreed. inauthentic. But this is yes, the monster totally of, of all popular housewives. Know, this is the monster you can become and you can, it's a Greek tragedy. You destroy your own creation, you know, and they, it is, so but like the ones, yeah, but that the ones that are the epic housewives like Bethany Frankel, who became famous, who became, all of that happened. And yet she still continued to be an amazing housewife. Ladies, that is how it's done. Bethany is the crown jewel of not letting any of that shit affect you being a great housewife and giving us great television, but still acknowledging her success. It's not like she pretended to still be in her studio apartment while all this was happening. She evolved with herself but yet continue to be an amazing housewife. And that is how it's done. This is why she is the Michael Jordan of housewives. I totally agree. And I mean, this is controversial, but I would say Say in a totally different way, Teresa is kind of like that too, but it's because she's so oblivious to change and she's so resistant to it. She's not even capable of it. Like she is a person who couldn't even blow up her own show because she doesn't (laughs) know how to, and she doesn't know how. I don't think she's even aware of like how to manipulate the audience. Um, I maybe, don't. maybe I'm not a hundred percent on board with that. Cause I do feel like she's changed a bit. Um, oh, she's changed a bit and she's more she... careful. Like she was so raw in the first season in a way that I don't think like even now when she gets all ramped up and crazy, I feel like she's aware that she's getting ramped up and crazy where she had none of that at the beginning. But again, I don't blame her for that. I think that's normal. That's why it's hard to touch Bethany on that level. So no, you're like, right. No, she like doesn't touch. She doesn't come shaking. close to Bethany. Yeah. Like when Bethany was shaking after yelling at Luann last season, like on some level deep down, she knew she was making great TV, but she was genuinely in that moment, like freaking the hell out. Oh, I know. I know. You she know. was totally. I'm going to miss her. I'm going to miss oh her so much. Oh my God. And then Luann, Luann who told me, I just <laughs> saw her at Countess oh, and yeah, Friends. Shout, wait, give us a quick recap. First of all, it was a yeah. better show. Not that that bar is too high. So, it was better. What, Elisa, it was better. Mm -hmm. Now, how, why, and how? Okay, the first thing that it wasn't better in that she came out an hour late. An hour late. (laughs) To a half-filled audience. I mean, like, okay, there were Groupon tickets for sale the day for like $17. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
I mean, so when you, you, it was a group, it was a group on. Yeah. Uh-huh. So wow. but we had gotten tickets ahead of time and her right. assistant was lovely, which you, you know, hooked me up through Yay. your contact. And so thank you for that. And we got yeah, tickets of for some of our bunkies to come down. They came down from Canada and they got to meet her. It was oh, really sweet. I love so, it. I love it. I love and it. she's of course lovely, you know, meeting her one-on-one. And if, if you're an adoring fan, she loves, there's nothing more that she loves than an adoring <laughs> Exactly. Did she right. pretend to remember you? She did. So Mary Payne actually <laughs> stood up during the question and answer and she was like, Hey, do you still have the microphone? And she, ah, it seemed oh like she God. remembered. She goes, Oh my God, I had lunch with you guys in LA or dinner. Okay, so she, yeah. she actually said those things. <laughs> so we were like, yes, because I think she remembers the microphone because right, she used true. that we microphone in her video. <laughs> Remember? Right. right. Yeah. Feel, uh, yes. Wait, we're feeling Giovanni? No, the one after that. Right, right, right. Giovanni. Yes, oh, feeling, feeling Giovanni. Giovanni. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Oh, that's so fun that she did. Yeah, we had dinner. And then when I talked to her at the end when we just got our little picture and I look like a little person and she looks like a, you know, seven foot tall human. I'm like, I never wear heels around this bitch. Like, what is wrong with me? I didn't wear heels again. I'm like, what is wrong it. with me? So I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, so I said, you got to tell me, what is the, is this season going to be strange without Bethany? Are you guys feeling it? Like, is it good? Is it bad? She goes, oh, she goes, I just flew her from the Berkshires, which was unbelievable. You'll see. And she goes, and the new girl is just bringing all kinds of a mess with her. Oh, so, wow. Because the rumor early on was that the new girl wasn't bringing it. So that's good to hear. Well, you know, Luann can possibly think it's a mess for her because maybe right. the new girl doesn't worship her enough or like want to yeah. come to her cabaret. And that's probably <laughs> Luann's problem. I mean, look, it's not like Bethany was holding that series together. There's plenty. I mean, we have Ramona, for God's sake. Like there is totally. Sonia, you know, Dorinda, Luann. Like that's an all-star cast. So I'm not really worried. And listen, we, le- we, we, we lived without Bethany for like three or four seasons. We survived. Barely. Yeah. Once again, we have been through the team changes, the drafts. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. W- this is our team. I'm not this leaving. This is our team. No, absolutely. No. I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Do we know when it's coming back? Uh, it usually comes back, I want to say, in March, but sometimes they'll push it to like they'll give us something at the end of February, but usually in March. Cause I always remember when I recapped, I wrote recaps for it for a long time on reality T I've, oh. I've since quit doing that. I would know that like around spring break is when I had to start busting out recaps for New York. Okay. So All right. yeah, it's that's usually good. March. Good. Cause I have no memory. So that's exciting. All right. Yeah. Well, Aaron, we've really covered it all. I mean, I, I, I think there's real. nothing left other than Atlanta, which we just don't have time. So this has been amazing. You are the most hilarious person and God bless you and pink shade with Aaron Martin. Anything else that you want to plug before we say goodbye? No, you can just, well, you can find me on socials at Aaron Leah Martin and you can find my Facebook group pink shade with Aaron Martin. If you just look in groups and uh, yeah, my podcast is on all the platforms and taste of reality is our network. Yay! And you guys go there for Lisa has a merch store on there. I have a merch store. Taste of reality has merchandise. That's 90 day fiance related. That's completely separate. It's, I mean, they are doing for us what we, what we can't do for ourselves. No, so I <laughs> am so happy. It's amazing. They're, awesome. They're amazing. Yeah. Shout out to Troy and Dana. We love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Erin, join her. If you're not already a member, her Facebook group is awesome. I look forward to it, checking it all the time. Erin, you're a goddess. Thank you for being you. And we will catch up soon. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.